going on man well i want to spend a moment before we get started this week Mm -hmm. to talk about our schedule our oh okay well uh as long as it's any any time before nine i i I have something going on oh okay well we'll try to we'll (laughs) we'll keep it under uh under an hour for you all right so we're actually gonna get personal right here at the front Yes. Oh, okay. Well, normally we save all of like the personal stuff for the end. Yeah, and that's, that's when true. we're most likely to experience our attrition of people that are like, ah, I'm not going to listen now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to throw a wrench in the uh, gears for all of those people. Well, and now you're going to have to skip forward if you don't want to hear us talk about a couple personal items. I know personal items of uh, of great importance. Of great importance. <laughs> oh, what, what are these personal items? Well, so I just want to talk about. You know what's going on for us for like the rest of this year, mm-hmm. um, and then coinciding with the rest of this year, also I think will officially bring an end to our first season. Yeah, of Greedo Shot First, which is crazy to think because it's I mean, how long we've been doing it for almost a year and a half now. Yeah, I mean we're we're already up to about fourteen months consecutive. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. but I mean it's exciting <laughs> at the same time, and I'm 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 happy that you know we were able to keep it going. And have so many, you know, nice fans and like, you know, say so many good things about us and everything and subscribe and all that. So this is far exceeded like any of our expectations. Yeah. By far. It figures like all it took was me just being drunk going, we should talk about Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) and our friends, you know, 4th of July party. And it's history. The rest is history. (laughs) So what is the schedule for the rest of the year? So the rest of this year, this week, we're going to talk about. All of the crazy news and trailers and previews and snippets of information that we've gotten in the, la- yeah, in the last <laughs> 10 days. It's just an insane amount of stuff, so we're just going to dedicate an episode to that. Yeah, another Star Wars news episode, if you yes. will. Then we're going to follow it up with our Empire review, mm-hmm. uh, which will then be followed up by the freaking Mandalorian. Oh yeah, it's dropping pretty soon, gang. <laughs> yeah, and it, 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 we'll be talking about the trailer that dropped for that just yes, recently. Yeah, we're gonna jump into that in a moment. But, yeah, uh, and then you know, then we've got Empire or uh, Return of the Jedi. Then we have uh, we're probably gonna look at the aftermath series of books. Yes, which I I'm very excited. Yeah, uh, I know we've talked a lot about them, mm-hmm. um, but we've never actually dedicated any time to it, and that's gonna be a, a full episode in itself because. This is the first time we've done a book review. We've done two books yes. at the same time. Now, ooh, three books. We're doing a trilogy, son. <laughs> uh, it's going to be good. Yes. So we got that on the schedule. Uh, then we'll be following that up with our episode seven review of Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Then we have. Uh, it's another blank week. Well, so that's the one blank week that we have left. We're still kind of figuring it out. We got something. No matter what, it's going to be good. I promise yes. you that. We have we have options. We're just trying to decide which one we want to finish out with, more right. or less. And then we will come back on the week that Rise of Skywalker releases with our Last Jedi review. Review. Yes, and then with and, any luck. Yes, and with any luck, then the following week we'll be back. We'll, you know, just gush about Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> get it all out there. Uh, we've been talking about like, okay, how like. 
because we're going to see it together, but we might not be able to record right afterwards. Yes, so it's going to be like Sunday morning or something. Yeah. Either way, we're going to try and do it as soon as possible. Right. And get and that out there. We've basically said as much. We're not going to talk to each other in the car on the way home. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but so once I think once we've gotten our Rise of Skywalker stuff out there, we are going to take a little break because uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Roman over here is becoming a daddy. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. This has been mentioned on the show before, but now it's uh, you know now it's like it's really coming up. It is impending. Yes, I have uh, foreseen this. Yes, <laughs> everything is going according to my plans. I'm sure Emily was happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but so we're just going to take a little break after that. Um, and, well, you know, it's kind of like, I think we are at a point where we kind of need to recharge, refresh a little bit. Kind of, you know, we, we have some aspirations for how we want to try to continue to grow this thing and yeah. and make it, you know, a go-to place for Star Wars listeners all over the world. And, you know, I think in order to do that, we're going to need to take a little time, kind of put some pieces in motion pot- potentially. And I mean, I think it's it's safe to say that the show has evolved Yes. Way more than I think we would have predicted. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I always say, like, go back to the first episode, our very first episode. It's kind of embarrassing to listen to now <laughs> because it's like, you know, we just don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that's how that's how most, you know, people when their first yes. podcast or whatever, like their first time, it's going to be awkward. But it has evolved to what we have now. And I think it's, you know, the, the format works. Mm-hmm. No, and absolutely. I mean, so, it's like you, you can't get to episode 40 without being, you know, without starting <laughs> at episode one, if you will. I know. And, you know, I think we've certainly come into our own a lot more. But and I think we still have a lot more that we can learn and do better and, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of make some some additional efforts outside of just the you know the podcasting space i'm for that so and i like again i i just want to thank everyone who's been sticking with us and you know liking all of our posts and everything and just getting the word out there man yeah so with all of that said oh yeah utapute everybody <laughs> hello and welcome to greedo shot first my name is connor i'm andrew and we're here to talk star wars all things star wars and anything even freaking related to star wars because today we got a freaking butt ton of star wars news to get through yeah so I mean, so well and actually i just realized one thing i didn't mention uh-oh in all of this is that i had to pull like the jedi fallen order stuff like off of our schedule oh, <laughs> that's right that's right because it comes out the same week as The Mandalorian. Yeah, so it's kind of it's up there. Yeah, but I mean, look, and you know, and certainly, I think we have some some fires in the iron as to how, or some irons in the fire. That's how you say that. Yeah, fire and wine, <laughs> uh, whatever it is, ice and, and fire. Yeah, we'll get so there. we have some you know some thoughts as to how we want to handle that, but it's all it's that's all up in the air right now. So. Well, fair enough. I mean. At this point, it, it could be between us. It could be, you know, a, a combined episode with games and that. We're not totally sure yet. Right. Uh, for sure, I'm, I'm sure that Andrew and Brandon will be talking about it. It's yes. almost, it would be like a, a faux pas if they did not bring that game up. Because we were all very excited when we first saw just like the, you know, the, the E3 trailer. And it's just been getting crazier and crazier and crazier. But let's but save yeah. what we got. I mean, we're, you know. Like, just, again, we are seriously two weeks away from the Mandalorian and uh, two weeks and a day away from Jedi Jedi Fallen Order. Order. And I can stop messing around with the freaking colons and the semicolons yes. and all that stuff. I'm I'm excited about that. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> should we start with the first topic you brought up here? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, uh, like uh, like Andrew had said, 
Uh, the Mandalorian will be dropping in a couple weeks, but just recently as last night, we got our first trailer. Well, yeah. not first trailer, but our second, second trailer. quote, final trailer. I'm sure there's going to be like some ads and whatnot here mm-hmm. and there, but like, there's a lot to unravel in this one. Yes. We're recording on a Tuesday, by the way. Oh, this yeah. It's Tuesday the 29th. I probably won't release it until Halloween. Oh, yeah. So, happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. I meant to bring that up. I wanted yeah. to act like, hey, remember that thing came out on Monday? You know, yeah. it's like, what, you're talking about today? Like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But, yeah. So, Mandalorian trailer dropped, and uh, it's pretty damn exciting. It is. Oh, sorry. But anyways. It's fine. That's a soft swear. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. I have a question about that. But so, um, basically, the notes that you put down, I'm just going to kind of read a little verbatim. There's a bunch of Clone Wars stuff. So, let's kind of start with that. Right. Uh, I didn't notice this at first, because a lot of it is just, like, real quick snapshots. Yeah, there, there is a lot of quick cuts in this trailer. So, we but, so- like, I will say, both this trailer and the Rise of Skywalker trailer are just... They're so trailery. Ah, there's so much to unravel. <laughs> but it's it kills you because all right. So speaking of trailers in general, IGN released a, like it was like a 16 minute video of all the trailers in the Skywalker saga, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to watch it because like I was curious because mainly you want to see like what did the Phantom Menace and all those look like when you were a kid, right? And what did the original ones look like when you know your parents were kids and stuff like that? So the freaking like I think it was Attack of the Clones and the like Revenge of the Sith trailers, mm-hmm. the whole plot's gone. They went like beat for beat for beat to everything. Just, yeah, you know, just and told it, the story in like in shortened form. Exactly. <laughs> and then you look at trailers for the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi and like all the Disney era ones, mm-hmm. and it's like they have it right. Yeah, like they took all the you know the Marvel techniques where it's like oh just digitally edit this out or uh-huh. put something there, throw you know misdirection in and all this kind of stuff, and that's exactly what it is. Like it's epic. But good lord, like you just and there's so many things online right now of everyone just breaking it down, uh-huh. and I, I don't blame them because it's it like you said, it's a lot to unpack. There is a lot to unpack. Yeah, it's just I mean they're, they're all just super deep and like I mean you, you figure like the Disney saga films, you know you have J.J. Abrams, the master of the mystery box behind, <laughs> uh, you know behind at least two of them. Right. So. Exactly. But uh, so yeah, getting back to the Mandalorian's trailer, yes. there's like I said, there is a lot to unpack. But we're starting with just the Clone Wars stuff. So what Clone Wars era stuff is actually in the trailer? So there is one of the like circular drone droids mm. that you can see. You uh, would have seen them on uh, Kashyyyk yes. in Episode Three. Kazook. Kazook. Sorry. <laughs> don't be don't be so disrespectful. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I'm not good at Shrewok or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but so you see that, and then you also see literally uh, like a pair of super battle droids. Just like moseying behind, I think it's like a refugee like mm-hmm. family or something like that. That I think that's what the intention's supposed to be. It's like people fleeing, you yes. know. But that's interesting. Now, do you think it's something like, um, you know, someone like re- restarted the battle droid program? Or do you think the battle droids have just been in production, but for separate entities? Because I mean, you'd have to think that they would have been banned, you know, come the end of the Clone Wars. Well, I agree. I mean, I think the the third rail that might be the most likely that I'll lead with mm-hmm. is that this might actually be a little bit of a flashback. Oh. That we are seeing the origins of the, the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. That would be interesting. Yes, because there is like that little boy that you see <coughs> who's wearing those same red robes that yeah. like, the adults are wearing. Well, that's just it. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't sure if it was casting onto it. Mm-hmm. It could be young Mando, yeah. you know, at, you know, at his but prime or whatever. But I think it would whatever. be really awesome if it's not. 
Oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it is, if it is, you know, something new, and there just happens to be battle droids. I mean, we've already talked about how, like, you th- are pretty certain that the uh, his ship. Why am I blanking on it right oh, now? Oh, the Razor Crest. Razor Crest. Is a I was going to call ship. it the Firehawk or something, and that's fi- not right. Mm. What's the fu- <laughs> No, the Firehawk's from Aftermath. Yeah. That's not... That's next week. That's sorry. Ne- yeah, sorry. <laughs> we are recording a few of these uh, early, so <laughs> we're just trying to keep our um, schedules lined up. Yeah, but I know you were saying that the you you believe that the Razor Crest is like a modified lat or I, something like that. I would have to think so. Like I said, primarily just on the body shape, like not even the engines themselves. Mm-hmm. Like the engines they, they are, might be like upgraded. Upgraded or, or aftermarket, because like as far as I can remember, the the Republic gunship was never depicted as a spacefaring ship. I think that there are moments where you can see it, like you know, descending from the Venator class to the planet or something right. like that. But for the most part, the way that their patterns were, at least in the Clone Wars, was the Venator would break atmosphere mm-hmm. and then they would come out the top and like they'd do that Mark Sable maneuver to come down from underneath. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but that would be a really cool twist, um, you know, just like here on the outer rim or wherever they are, mm-hmm. like, you know, the technology that's available just happens to be all of this old Clone Wars stuff. Which would make a lot of sense. It would make a ton I of mean, sense. And especially going back to everything else, like they, they said that like, uh, you know what, I'm just going to keep bringing it up Aftermath because honestly, right. it, it really is bringing into this. So like the, the main planet in the first Aftermath book, Akiva, Akiva. was home to a droid factory. Mm-hmm. But they also said as much like this is towards the end of the Clone Wars whenever the Separatists were reaching out towards the Outer Rim mm-hmm. and like all these lawless planets, like they were on the run from the inner, you know, the inner circle of the Galactic Republic. Right. So... I mean that's that's entirely believable. Someone might have started up another droid factory and wanted to become their own, you know, master or something like that. You know, they wanted to take over this part or become a tyrant or something like that. Like, there's there's options, mm-hmm. and I, I mean more than anything else, I'm excited to see what might lead into it. So if I want to do any kind of prediction, maybe uh, Gus Fring's character, who like, uh, <laughs> I like how you just call him Gus Fring. I can't think of his Gustavo or whatever. Uh, his well, his full his actual name is Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito, yes, yeah, so <laughs> JC. Uh, he like he like he's not Juicy. yeah he's he's not really like depicted I mean he's just looks menacing right yeah and I, you do get a couple really good shots of him in this trailer but think about this what if like his honor guard so limited that he has to replenish them with droids yeah. like battle droids in general I could believe that and he doesn't even go for the B ones he goes straight for the super for, battle yeah. droids like the actual ones that do some damage <laughs> yes the ones you know? that are actually kind of scary yeah so but I don't know like. There's all that, and then, I mean, like you said, just a lot of, like, Clone Wars tech, and mm-hmm. it, it could feed into it. I, I see a lot of this coming in. Like, as everyone's saying, like, oh, Episodes nine is going to co- connect all three trilogies. Like, I think the Mandalorian's going to do it first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I just saw, literally just as I was leaving work today, was that, allegedly, there is some really big detail that's going to be revealed in that, like in the pilot episode the of first the Mandalorian. Episode. So you heard about that too. Yes, it was something like um, critics or like they're not. Yeah, they're not letting critics see the whole episode because this is such a game changing spoiler for the entire like Star Wars universe. Oh. That they're like, well, we can't let you see this early. What? What could it be? What could it be? What? Like, is it? Uh, what if like it was like triplets or something? <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is um, Ned, Ned Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, he's got like buck tooth or something. Yeah. It's just like, it's ah, a little weird. <laughs> we don't talk about Ned. That's it. <laughs> He doesn't, yeah, he just doesn't meet like the Skywalker like standard of beauty. So <laughs> he's not golden haired or bunned haired or anything yeah. like that. Like he's got a buzz cut and yeah. he's like got a dip in or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I could just see like backwater dip man. Yeah, like he like he grew up on Tatooine too, but like not <laughs> like but actually with like the the Podunk hillbillies. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so. Maybe I no, I don't. I I I I really doubt that it's going to be something like that. No, I do too. <laughs> if I had to guess anything, like I don't really want to get get it right or wrong. I'd have to guess it has to do with either, you know, Palpatine's death or you know subsequent like you know, not death, mm-hmm. or maybe even like someone's hiding like a baby Jedi or something like that. And like maybe that's the plot for the whole show. It's like we're trying to get this Jedi to the to luke because he wants to train him or something you know so uh, who knows yeah i don't I can, know I, yeah i mean i can definitely follow you know either of those options or or even if it maybe ties to something like operation cinder yeah Ooh, well mm. so this is set five years after the events of jedi right how long was cinder out or unless you're just thinking this is the ramifications of cinder. I, i'm just wondering if this is the fallout from cinder oh maybe i mean we always talk about like the you know how endor got screwed because of the death star falling on it mm-hmm. but cinder really like that's the right because that's that's all these planets that were loyal to the empire mind you mm-hmm. and like they're yeah and that actually i mean and to me that kind of sets up another something yeah in the story like werner herzog's first line i just love how much they're just leaning on him uh, he's his it's voice perfect. is so freaking cool but like <laughs> it was just like have things what was it have things changed since the revolution on your planet. On your planet. Or on your world, I think he said. On your actually. world. So Which, it could be like a Mandalore. Because, I mean, what's the what's the process behind Mandalore? There's there's like several settlements. Right. Because it's yeah, like the I mean, planet's almost gone. Right. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, like going back to our Rebels history a little bit. It's like <laughs> there's Concord Dawn. Yes. And other like, sat, you know, like kind of sister planets, satellite planets, whatever you want to call them. Right. Where there is a Mandalorian presence. But, but it's not like actually on Mandalore. But what if it is on Mandalore even? Mm. Because I mean, we're talking about the revolution on your world. Yeah. Like, is that you know the galactic revolution? Is that the rebellion, or is that? Do you think uh, Sabine like, would have went back? Sabine, like Sabine's actions, like Bo-Katan was literally. She was gifted the dark. Yeah, she oh, was oh. given the dark saber. Oh, that's a spoiler, but uh, still. <laughs> I, look, we're almost done with yeah. the first season here, so sorry, gang. If you don't realize we're spoiling stuff, we're trying not yeah. to. But anyways. Um, yeah, but so anyways, <laughs> Bo-Katan is given the Darksaber to lead the Mandalorian she people. She was to, to unite to, them. Yeah, to unite them to, you know, eradicate the Empire. Mm. But I could definitely, you know, for that reason alone, I could definitely see the Empire almost even using Mandalore as like a... You know, a test planet for Operation Cinder. That would make some sense, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I mean, to have some kind of like callback or for the ramifications of it, like it was a test, you know, test subject kind of deal. Because mm-hmm. I think Geonosis was kind of the same way right. in Rebels as well. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like they were testing out this biological weapon on a certain species, mm-hmm. and that's what took out all the Geonosian, you know, bugs or whatever they call themselves. Mm-hmm. But that would be interesting. Yeah. And I also like the fact that they're they're really leaning on the story from Battlefront 2 because like it did work, mm-hmm. but it didn't. Yeah. I mean, know? it's like 
if we could get a better version of that story, mm-hmm. I would participate in that story again. Yes. For it, sure. It really was more or less, I mean, if, if I want to be nitpicky, it's just the fact that you didn't play as Aiden enough to really give yourself, like, any kind of, you know feeling one way or the other of how the story was going to go. Right. But, I mean, the also that just leads into me, again, talking about Aftermath. Like, those books set up the the post-Jedi universe for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Battlefront leaned into that post-Jedi universe just as much. And, like, everything's connected in the way you would love. And, you know, it's just, it makes it that much more epic. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's what makes me excited for... Uh, other topics we're talking about later today. Yes. I'm getting way ahead of this stuff. Let's <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk about the Burgles or the Borgles, how you say it. Uh, yeah, the Blurgle, Blurgs, Blurgs. Blurgs, the Blurgs, yeah. majestic man. <laughs> so Nick Nolte's uh, little Ugnot character, he mm-hmm. rides a, a Blurg. Yes, and uh, we get a better shot of him too, for what it's worth. Yes, we do. And like he looks like Nick Nolte. It's he really hilarious. Does. Yeah. and he's. And it like it's nice to see that it does appear that he's like teaming up with the Mandalorian. Yeah, because it looks like like the shot that we get that's really good of him is like them in the uh, like Razorcrest cockpit. Exactly. And he's like putting a hand on his shoulder. So I mean, they, they it could be something like what if like what if that Ugnot's like his he, he's his uh you know his, his zero or whatever you call it like um I'm trying to think what the Punisher has he has a guy who like gets his weapons and stuff like that yeah. for him right. Uh, Ugnot is the same way. Nick Nolte, Ugnot. Yeah. I could definitely see that being like, I mean, that's like a, a long running Star Wars joke is that, you know, the galaxy was built by Ugnot. Yeah. It's on the, it's like, it's not Atlas. It has the world on his shoulders. It's an Ugnot. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then, I mean, amongst everything else, the two last things I can really think of, uh, Bill Burr. Yes. Finally get a shot of Bill Burr and he has three guns. Yes. Which is weird. Yes. But it's so cool. It's awesome. He's got the Predator, like, shoulder cannon, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you saw, like, the most recent Predators, but they show that humans can't operate it that well. I did not see that, no. So I'm just wondering <laughs> how he's able to control it without shooting himself in the head, basically. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just, it's insane. Uh, and I, I'm excited to see what his character will actually be like. Do you think he'll sound like Bill Burr? Do you think Bill Burr will go for some kind of accent? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I don't know if it'll be, like, his, like, full-on Boston accent, necessarily. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But it would just be so out of place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like dropping that guy into, like, the commercials, like, if real-life people were in commercials. Like, yeah. that's that's Bill Burr. Mm. But, like, I could definitely, I mean, I don't think he's going to put on any type of affect otherwise. Like, yeah. you know, he might not accentuate that accent, but I think he's still going to... Just be smarmy and... I would think so. You have to be a little slimy yeah. like in the, in the galaxy, yeah. especially the way they're depicting them and everything. I mean, this so. has been kind of a... I mean, speaking of Breaking Bad and Gus Fring, <laughs> like, I could just see him playing it kind of like how he played QB in Breaking, in Bad. Breaking Bad, where it's like he's, you know, he's kind of... You don't know where he's from. He doesn't sound Boston, but... Like, yeah. He's, he's just an everyman. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I could see that. It seems like he'll be the one who's leading the group of uh, that we see in the first trailer with the the Twi'lek, and I forget the other guy's car- the the name, but he had like the long hair and the beard. Mm-hmm. Regardless, like that's they're, maybe they're going to be like a rival gang to the Mandalorian. I think or something. I, well, I think he has actually confirmed that. that oh, yeah, that you know, kind of the Mandalorian's team is like him, Nick Nolte's character, and and uh, Gina Carano's character, mm-hmm. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Yeah. Um, and then 
that there is a rival faction of bounty hunters. Yeah. Led by Bill Burr. So, and I'm a, yeah, and you're probably right. Like it's like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nat- uh, Natalia Tena. Yes. Who's the Twi'lek. Tonks. Yeah. And, and then some other guy, I can't think of his freaking name. He played Harvey Bullock in Batman Begins. Yeah. You know, what? You kids don't like Falafel? It's that guy. <laughs> I'm almost certain it's that guy. But regardless, uh, the last scene we'll bring up, the helmet scene, as you say. Yeah. Um, will we see his face? I have a feeling what's going to happen is that that scene is like the end of season one. I think it's going to be like they pull it off finally and you get to see what he looks like underneath. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's going to be some kind of cop out where like he goes for it and then like explosion and like, oh <laughs> yeah. God, everyone run. Yeah. Back to back to the fight. Or yeah. Or I could definitely see that. I, I feel like that's the easy cop out for a lot of like a lot of shots like that. Yeah. Um, but a bigger question, what do you think he'll actually look like? Now, I've joked before that like, you know, you can't have Pedro Pascal without a mustache. Right. But we don't we also just can't picture Mandalorians with mustaches. Right. So do you think he'll be disfigured? Do you think he'll have a distinct haircut, like uh, scars or anything like that or tattoos? I and mean, what's your what's your vision of what he looks like? Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing some sort of disfigurement for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of ties into in in one item that I didn't put in the notes, but I kind of do want to touch on is like his updated upgraded armor Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean i think what i can tell from these trailers that we've seen is that like his hodgepodge armor is where he starts yes and then like either through his work with werner herzog's character or elsewise he gets a hold of a bunch of beskar steel yes to make that uh, awesome bulletproof armor that you see him wearing right. in this trailer. Oh, you know what? That's that just makes it so much more epic because like you just hear all this stuff about Mando armor, like it's impenetrable, and uh-huh. it's like there it is. Yeah, like there's that there's that great shot where he's coming right out the doorway and like he just holds his gun up, and, like you know, doesn't even look. He just takes the guy out. Uh-huh. But it would have been even funnier. If the guy shot at the helmet, it just ricocheted right back at him. Yeah. Like, it would have showed just how tough that, like, armor truly is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do see, like, another guy on the other side, like, shoot at his shoulder while he's pulling his gun across. Exactly. And, and he it doesn't ricochet- even react. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it barely dents him. Yeah. He just keeps moving. And it's like, you finally get to see it, like, for what it's worth. Like, I mean, this stuff's supposed to be able to repel lightsabers, for goodness sake. Yes, like, exactly. It's that tough yeah yeah and we haven't really got to see, you know we've never really seen it on full display exactly so anyone who's a big boba fett out there big boba fett fan mm-hmm. as such as andrew over here yeah is gonna be excited yes. i'd be excited and you get sully all dressed up in that onesie i got you you'll yes. be excited absolutely <laughs> <laughs> all right so beyond that oh man did you hear about this Have you heard about this you see about this sorry <laughs> i mean i think i know what you're talking about but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benioff and Weiss I've heard that name before uh, They're no longer making a trilogy That's right A.K.A. D&D Have gotten the the D or something <laughs> I can't make it The boot The boot Alright, I'll give it that <laughs> just call it the boot Yeah, and so I'm like Whatever You yeah, know I don't know I mean Honestly, I think I'm somewhat excited about this. I can even remember talking about this, I think, back during Celebration when they were mm-hmm. kind of laying out the timeline and saying, well, we're going to do the D&D trilogy first, and then Ryan Johnson will come after. Yes. And I was like, 
and that was right when uh, you know season eight of Game of Thrones was coming out. So it was it was hubbub <laughs> yeah. for sure. And, and season eight of Game of Thrones was not good. Like so many. I mean, and I'm yeah, and like truly, like I, I mean, we were getting into this pretty good with our friends. Uh, yeah, on the friend in, chat. On our friend chat early this morning. Uh, it's like. And like I feel like I was really coming down on them, but I actually don't totally hate season eight of Game of Thrones. Well, no, it's I mean, look, it's Game of Thrones, right? And first of all, like people who've spent the last like half decade just enjoying the hell out of this show, mm-hmm. like I mean, you see people sometimes that have like the you know the the the, the house flags outside their house, yeah. or like you know they name their dog or something like that, like mm-hmm. Arya or something. Like it's just like it's such a resonating part of who they are, mm-hmm. and probably a big part of a lot of relationships and stuff too. Yeah, and then you get to this point where like you know you're doing all this guesswork and all this kind of stuff, and then like it feels like it's so rushed and whatever, and it's like you just you know a lot of people feel left out or disappointed and stuff like that and it's like i don't know i guess my opinion on it was like it, you kind of expect it right you know i've always I mean, said it before like yeah. i mean to me that's the biggest challenge with with benny Weiss is that like i feel like their track record actually indicates that like yes they have like good mm. ideas or you know they have the trust of big time production companies i mean yeah. certainly hbo i mean they've they made the infamous uh, X-Men Wolverine's Origins Ugh. movie. Yeah, I know. With, you know, the one that screwed up Deadpool like <laughs> I yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like it's kind of hard to forgive that. Right. Considering where we are now <laughs> with the like two of those movies out. Yeah. Um but like that's kind of what their track record is. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm not super mad to not see them making Star Wars. Exactly. And like there I mean there was no dog in this fight to begin with. Like right. all right, yeah, it sounds great pre-season eight and everything like that and Mm -hmm. it's like i wasn't super stoked on it Mm -hmm. it was more like okay you know let's see what they do and now it's like you know post-season eight they're not doing it it's like all right you know we still got ryan johnson and if it's not ryan johnson they're still gonna make it yeah you know one way or the other they have kevin feige in the pipeline now too like oh my god yeah (laughs) i mean maybe that's what happened was like you know it's like you know, we we couldn't get Feige before, yeah. but now we got Feige and his, his brain. And I would much rather do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> personally, I would much rather see Kevin Feige's Star Wars than Benny and Weiss's Weiss Star Wars. Yeah, no, I believe uh, you. Yeah, and you know, and I, I did include a little note, like, yeah, I mean, I hope at this point also, like, this will open the door for somebody that's not just a straight white man to make a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Basically, uh-huh. I I know, and it, I mean. You, I don't even know where the story could go. Like, cause the only kind of benefit I even gave them when they first announced it mm-hmm. was the fact that like, okay, if they're going to go for the old Republic and yeah, they can if, have if that, they're going to tell the old Republic. Yeah. Story. They can have that game of Thrones esque blah, 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 you know, with the houses and the Kings and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But look for what it's worth. They did a great job because they had great material to work with up until what season six, season five. Yeah. And I mean, then the, the books ran out, man. Right, exactly. I mean, I, you know, there was book elements through probably season six, but like those final two seasons are definitely pretty rough. And yeah, I mean, you know, and the argument that a lot of people make is that, well, it feels like they rushed it, but it's like, they really didn't. Yeah. When you think about it, like they took more than a year to make season seven. And cut it down from ten episodes to what, six. I think that was seven. six or seven. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, and then they took literally like a whole year and a half to make the final season. Like, so it's not like they rushed it. They just no. didn't like they didn't have the capability to actually complete the story. 
Um, you know, and it's like that. And, and I also kind of added like, I mean, even after season four, which was the last season that George R. R. Martin actually oh, like, was on set and produced mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, I feel like from that point forward, the show was never quite the same, <clears throat> even though they still had some book material for season five and six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like, I don't like, and I don't know that that's going to work in the kind of creative environment that we have seen like at Lucasfilm in the Disney era Yeah, where it is, you know, it's not, it's not like there's no plan, but it's kind of like you need to go from here to here, do it in the most interesting way possible. And I don't, you know, I think the way that Benioff and Weiss would do it would just be like, let's just do a lot of explosions. Yeah, let's get in there. Let's get a, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Brock, not Brockheimer. Well, he worked with Brockheimer. Michael Bay. Yeah. Let's get a Michael Bay in there, you know, have the <laughs> dragons all explode as they explode fire out of their mouths. Yes. And then the fire itself will explode. Yes. You know, and then we'll just, it'll just multiply from there. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Like, I don't know. I, we could talk all day and night about like Game of Thrones and like all the all the distancing people want to do themselves from season eight and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. And I have my own thoughts on all this kind of stuff, but I don't want uh, to get ground down in it. We no, still have a lot yeah, more we to, got cover. A lot to cover. The, um, the one, th- the only thing I want to add on this before we kind of move on is mm-hmm. like, there was this fascinating, like you can still see like the division in, well, I won't even call it star Wars fans, but like people who like star Wars and people who act as though, Kathleen Kennedy is somehow to blame for ruining Star Like It's not. I mean, yeah, she's the least of our worries. But it's like there's only two responses to this. It's either like this is why Kathleen Kennedy is the greatest, that she's not afraid to like cut her losses. Yeah. Uh, you know, and move on from people that she doesn't think are going to do the job the right way. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it was, well, she's just so impossible to work with. Look at Colin Trevorrow and the sure. Benioff and Weiss and... <laughs> and Josh Trank and it's like well look like I I enjoy Jurassic World yeah I'm not gonna st- stand up and say like oh it was perfect except when I actually saw it in the theater but that's beside the point <laughs> but like yeah you can ask my buddy Jake like he was like uh and I was like don't say anything this is still perfect <laughs> but yeah like they're like they're big budget movie people but uh-huh. they, it's big budgets man like we're yeah. talking about like like you were saying before explosions and action and all this kind of stuff where it's like yeah you kind of want that out of a star wars movie but you also want some freaking filler yeah you know you want some actual dialogue yeah. and all this kind of stuff and i feel like that's the biggest challenge is that like the star wars mythos are so hard yeah i mean you know that i mean as far as i'm concerned last i heard like colin trevorrow kind of quit yeah like, he was like i can't I can't like I can't do it. I don't no. have the creative spirit to make this happen. <laughs> and it's got to be. I mean, forget about like Kathleen Kennedy. Like it's got to be pressure on the people that they select themselves. Uh-huh. Like I'm sure JJ, you know, was you know up for the task, like up mm-hmm. for the challenge. But he probably was scared witless. Yeah, you know, like especially if, like during the Force Awakens, he was he was in charge of making the first new trilogy movie, mm-hmm. the first movie in the new trilogy, yeah. mind you. Who could have known where it would have went? Exactly. You know, it could have fallen so hard and so flat and done nothing. And it Uh, turned into one of the highest grossing movies of what, 2015? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and of all time. And of all time. It crossed 2 billion in global (laughs) box office. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's exciting to see. And, you know, you can't can't leave them out there. But uh, let's switch from the movies real quick and talk a little bit about video games. Let's do it. 
the upcoming Star Wars game from Respawn Entertainment has drawn a lot of criticism over the fast, past few months. Well, I don't even know if it's criticism. I don't no. know that that's a, a fair statement. That's true. It's more like... Mm, Just like apprehension. Yes. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're hesitant. Yes. Uh, but regardless... Um, but as the select press outlets uh, got to go hands-on with the game, it seems that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is actually really effing good. That's it. And I loved, I loved the title of the article that I found for it. Mm-hmm. And it's just that Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order surprises everybody by being good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it shows like, it's like, I was, like we were saying, hesitation and everything like that. It's like, I want to enjoy the game. Yeah. I still have it reserved. I'm still mm-hmm. going to get it. Yeah. But I also don't know if I'm really going to like it. Right. And, all right, so for what it's worth, I know we put down in the notes everything like that. It, it, it Basically, everything that, everything that we've talked about before is more or less confirmed. Mm-hmm. The style of the game is going to have a Dark Souls kind of thing. But it's not difficulty like Dark Souls. Yeah. I mean, um, that, what I actually heard today... I was listening to uh, Star Wars Explained. I was mm-hmm. like, I just was pounding videos from him today. <laughs> so much to cover, man. Yeah, because we had so much to cover, and I was like, I need, I need a, another source for all of this. <laughs> um, but he actually described it as like he described the combat as in the three hours he played it, he only died one time, mm. and he said it almost plays more like an Arkham game. Yeah, where it's like it's very counter and, <clears throat> and um, you know, and, and kind of that like, strategy based in a way yeah not entirely so <laughs> i'm not saying that very well i'm not articulating myself so what but. i've heard I'll, I'll pick it up for you it's like it essentially the way that the difficulty settings work uh you know easy you know normal hard or whatever whatever the case may be the way it, it's not so much that the uh bless you it's not so much that the enemies get more health Mm-hmm. Um, it's that like uh, the their attack patterns will change. Yes. So as you're saying before, like you know, it, it is obvious. Like okay, counter when you when he does this, or you know, dodge when he does that. So there's like a short window that you can register, you know, with yourself to be like, okay, I need to select this button at that time. But the window decreases mm-hmm. as the difficulty is raised. Mm-hmm. So you could still like, you, I mean, you could be on hard mode. You could still take out a, a stormtrooper with one shot. You know, like with one swipe of your blade. But if you get cornered and you're not able to, you know, do your reactions as quickly as you'd like, mm-hmm. you're done. You know, right. you're just going to be losing health and health and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And and it is souls like in that if you do die, like you lose your stuff. Oh, you have to go back to your the last medi- save. Yeah, like it's a meditation point. area. Yeah, exactly. It's not a it's not a campfire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also heard that there's no fast travel. Right. Which. It's jarring for this day and age, but it's not It's not unwelcome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I liked everyone's explanation. It's like it gives you the opportunity to really explore what planet you're on, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it could be something as simple as like, oh, you know what? I forgot that there was this door that I passed up, you know, on right. my way from my ship. Now, yeah. if I'm going back to my ship, I'll hit this before I go. Right. And Stuff that's, like that. I mean, and they do... They do are you know articulate that it has a real like Metroidvania style to it where it's like you know you need certain force powers to open certain doors or right. to access certain you know tunnels in the or caves puzzles or, or stuff like that right um but what he also added is that they actually address like it will tell you when you go to your pause menu if you can do the thing or not oh yeah that's right because yeah. i mean like it's 
then you're talking about the map, right? Right. So the map will actually come up with like the, it'll register the doors, which like which ones you've explored, which ones you haven't. Mm-hmm. And I think like, it's like if it's a red door, it tells you that means you can't do it yet. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and like a blue door is one that you can open. Um, and then yeah, and like I don't know if it's going to be like a green one suggests like yeah you've already done this or whatever. But so, in addition to all the other trailers and everything coming out, mm-hmm. uh, we should talk about the little launch trailer yeah, that they dropped did a today. A little launch trailer today, like, because why let's not? Just keep it going. <laughs> They're riding high on that Monday night as football if, stuff. Yeah, as if we didn't have enough to talk about today. So yeah, it, it it's quite literally just a minute long. It has a lot of what we've seen already, and a little mm-hmm. bit more. It's just maybe uh, cut scene footage more than anything else. A couple little gameplay details. Mm-hmm. The one thing more than anything else that I want to bring up in this trailer, and there's a lot to bring up, which is sucks mm-hmm. but like they're connecting so much to the clone wars mm-hmm. which is obvious because it's set yeah, between it those sense, two times yeah. but it, it's making me excited and, and honestly anyone who's a fan of, i mean if you're a fan of the prequels good for you but like if you're a fan of the clone wars oh buddy are you gonna have some fun yeah because the freaking night sister shows up yes which if you watch the clone wars how's that possible but <laughs> yeah, still they were all wiped out <laughs> I love but like I mean they were but they weren't because like we they're do like s- in the rebels yeah something and, like, I mean we see the Talzin like at the very least survives yeah so because she's also like a, a woman of many voices yes. in the heads and stuff like that but God yeah. I don't know so I don't know I mean I don't know if that's gonna be like a projection or whatever oh yeah the case like may be. It goes into the bog and like it just comes out of the gas or mm-hmm. something like that but it's just exciting uh, I mean. I don't think I've ever been so excited to actually see like Dathomir and Night Sisters in a video game before, yeah. and it sounds like the most mundane thing, mm-hmm. but it really is exciting because they have they have ties to the Force, mm-hmm. and it plays well into what they're trying to fit together. It's it, it really connects, it helps connect the Clone Wars TV show with the Rebels TV show that much more, including the Inquisitors and everything like that. Yeah, and so, I guess I mean what what I also heard is. And so I admit, like, I, you know, I used to be like super up to date on comics, but I, I'm the same way. Like I had to cancel and like, I I can't keep up with it anymore. I have a whole Um, box. I still have to pick up. I'm killing myself for it. But I, but I know like they've, so they're doing a little spinoff kind of prequel for this. Yeah. That's the one with the, the, um, with Seer. Yes. Who is her, like her her master. Yes, yes, yes. It was eventually going to become Cal's master. She's like the one, she's the one human pilot in the in the ship, I guess Mm -hmm. that's not the forearm, whatever his name is. Yeah. But apparently, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. The guy from solo. Yes. (laughs) But not actually him. Not actually him. (laughs) Mm. Uh, And not voiced by John Favreau. In this instance, in this instance, Uh, Uh, we've already talked about John Favreau, but anyway, uh, (laughs) the, but like they were saying that like the, the kind of story that they're telling in the comics, they believe will kind of carry into uh, the game mm-hmm. and it's you know it is you are kind of looking for a MacGuffin of sorts of sure yeah um, but that's kind of cool uh, and and what they were saying about that you know is that truly like you can go anywhere and do anything but you probably can't go anywhere and do anything if you're if there's some kind of wanted system well it's not know? even so much that the it's a wanted system but it's just like each like level has a has varying levels of difficulty ah well that makes sense yeah, yeah. and there's only certain items you can or there's only certain you know areas you can traverse with certain powers and mm-hmm. stuff like that and we already said as much that you can you basically can't go on 
to those areas until mm-hmm. you have it. Like it, it won't let you. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. So it's just kind of something interesting and, you know, it kind of sets up the possibility. I won't even say of like sequels, but like of maybe doing this in like an anthological style. It would be interesting if they had the same, like if, if the gameplay holds up, if the combat really is, you know, uh-huh. tight and perfect and everything like that, I would love to see something go on with it. I don't know if it's with the same character. I, I could yeah. really take, you know, give or take the same character. Maybe do, you know, pre-attack the clones. Precisely. In between Phantom, when they were on their rise before mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. Yes. You know, that yeah. would be perfect. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, maybe you can even, you know, maybe you could go further back in the past. Mm. Like, what if, like, what Jedi. if, die? Yeah, I mean, maybe not that far back in the past, but but what if you could do like a uh, like a Qui Gon and Rail Avaros type of game? Oh man, <laughs> you're just chasing after your drunken sex addled master. Yes, like Rail, get out of there! I ain't done Qui Gon, Quagini, or whatever the heck he calls. Him. I don't know. Yeah, I love that book. Qui Guy. <laughs> oh man, but it's exciting, uh, and there's a lot to see, and we've already said as much comes out the same week as Mandalorian. So it's going to be a busy week for That's, us. Yeah. It'll be a busy week for the uh, games and that, I'm sure. So Brandon, uh, Andrew, if you guys are listening, we're excited to hear what you guys say about it. I'm sure we'll bring up our thoughts as well, but I don't know if we'll dedicate a full episode to it yeah. just yet. Yeah. We're, we're trying to toss up what we're talking about. So uh, we'll talk about it later. But anyways, what's the next topic there, Andrew? So we got another, like this is like the third one. <laughs> yeah. excerpt from resistance reborn i know can you read is, the, the note that i put there because i i put it specifically for you sure <laughs> resistance reborn will be releasing next week and it's the perfect way to get you excited for episode nine in just under two months another excerpt from the novel has been released and it seems like a familiar true hero quote of the rebellion is returning I love that. I'm sorry. I had to put that in. It's like, true yes, hero? What? True hero. Sorry? The true hero of the Rebellion, Wedge Antilles, Woo! is confirmed back for this novel. He's an old man. He's an old man. He's an old man farming. <laughs> it's a simple life. It's a simple life. <laughs> I'm really a man of your talents. All right. And that's a Rogue One reference. Um... Alright, I, I want to talk about Aftermath so much because yeah. it plays into this freaking excerpt. But like, It does, but we should kind of save it. I'm going to save it as much as it kills me. The I, thing I, that I think is worth talking about is, I mean, were you aware of like Snap Wexley being married? Not Carrie until this. Coon? Well, which one's Kara Coon? She is... It's not... Um, oh, man. From Iron Fist, is it? Uh, I can't think of her name. Connie or something? Dang it! Call like Colleen Wing. Colleen, yeah, because she's in she's in Black Squadron. Unless it's is somebody she? else. No, I th- I think it is somebody else. I think it's the other girl in Black Squadron. Uh, the blue the blue skin lady. No, she's just. All right, I'm confused now. <laughs> we'll see. You have to find it. Yeah, but well, regardless, I'll look it up. Yeah, so the uh, the excerpt basically is uh, it's it's of Wedge and Tilly's waking up on the planet Akiva and basically just explaining like, you know, like the way, I mean, it does what all novels do in a great way and just explaining how they are. Oh, that is now that's not, that's not Colleen. No. Dang. Hey, good for him. (laughs) Yeah. He, there are in every relationship, there are settlers and there are those who marry up. Snap married up. (laughs) 
Dang it, I want to talk about this stupid book. I can't keep going <laughs> back. No, look, I, I'm like I'm pumped for everything coming out. We got Mandalorian, we got the game, we got the movie, but this book, son. Like yeah. I want this book real bad. I agree. And like what we've already talked about as much like there's gonna be a lot to deal with this in, in this book. Uh basically like Resistance Reborn is gonna be set in between the time of The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It's going to explain what the prime like heroes like characters are up to which if you are a avid novel reader like us they just don't do right like I mean, they've been is, saving it yeah this is totally something that i i think i've talked about a few times on the show but mm-hmm. it's like i just feel like if they have any idea for what they want to do with like the characters that are currently in the films they're like no we need to save that for the film exactly yeah <laughs> like, i can't let any kind of big plot yeah. development go away exactly but i think this was like <clears throat> i don't know if it's a consequence of having a lot of like excess material and just kind of being like hey take all these scraps and make a story with it <laughs> well i mean even so much is like it, it, it's not even just the anticipation for the movie mm-hmm. but it is mostly about like the speculation of what happens after the last jedi right because i mean as much as you know as as polarizing as that movie may be i still feel like people have questions about like well what's going to happen now mm-hmm. and this is that like this is the lead up and the lead into the rise of skywalker we're going to see a lot of familiar faces we're going to see how the resistance was reborn for mm-hmm. goodness sake yeah like i'm i'm so freaking pumped and i'll just say this much all right because everyone's saying this is what episode 8.5 right yes. yeah when and this is it's it's silly. You don't have to do this, but like when when the Rogue One movie came out, before the movie came out, I got my hands on Catalyst. Mm-hmm. It was just called Star Wars Catalyst, which was a prequel to Rogue One. I know it's superfluous, <laughs> but like it's Cat- the prequel to the prequel. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, I mean Catalyst was actually pretty decent, uh-huh. and it does a great job of, of explaining Galen Erso's background and his mm-hmm. wife's background and Krennic's background to the point where when I went and saw the movie, I was like, "You guys, you have so much history." Like I knew so much <laughs> like about it, them. Yeah, it made and, it feel a lot deeper and more kind of impactful. Yes, and Lyra, his wife, uh-huh. and it's like. She has a great story yeah, in it too. I, yeah, I've and, never read it, but I kind of know the story a little bit, and that it, it just, just gets very deep. Yeah, <laughs> it gets very deep, and it explains all the more of like what's going on with their family and the Kyber crystals, yada yada yada. So, look, if a little book like that can make me that much more pumped for an anthology flick, mm-hmm. just think what this one's gonna do, bro. Yeah, for, oh! for an actual saga film. Oh, and... <laughs> it's, oh, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, and like, I'm... I feel like that probably even actually, you know, that changes the whole tenor for you when it comes to Rogue One as a film. Yeah. Uh, just in the sense of like, you know, I think a lot of people out there are like, well, you know, once they're on Scarif, it's the best movie it's I've ever seen. It's the best seen. movie ever. Yeah. But, it's ev- true. Like, but everything up to that point is kind of like, why did we have to do this? <laughs> oh, I, I agree with you. It is um, kind of, it, it's such a backwards way of getting there. Yeah, but it, but it's kind of like if you have some of that background knowledge and some of that history between those different characters. Yes. Then you look at that opening sequence so much differently. And I, I'll, I'll put it out there right now. Krennic, he's one of my favorite villains. Like, he's not that pivotal whatsoever but just the way he acts to, towards everybody mm-hmm. it just makes him that much more like satisfying when he, yeah. <laughs> he finally gets, gets he bites gets the dust comeuppance. yes so but you know i'm excited to get my hands on it i know you're probably excited to get your hands on it and it's a week from when we're recording this right now it's going to be dropping i'm most likely going to be getting it i'll be on the road listening to it i'll be done with it in a day 
I won't even talk to Eva when we get home that night. You know, I'll just be sitting at you know at the dinner table with headphones on. She'll try and get my attention. I'll be like, mm-mm, I ain't listening. You know, sorry. Not until Eva. this is done. Not until this is done. I'm just kidding. I love you, sweetheart. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I am excited and I can't wait to see uh, what's going on with Wedge and what's going on with the rest of the group: Poe, Finn, Ray, Leia, Chewie, C-3PO. Everybody's coming back. I wonder if we're going to see a lot of other, you know, adjacent characters. So we had we had talked about this before. So when which ones are you talking about? Well, I mean, there's a lot of names. I mean, I I think the first and foremost name for me, and this can kind of start our segue into the Rise of Skywalker final trailer. Okay, is it's pretty damn clear that the ghost is in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, buddy. So does that mean that Hera is going to be in the Rise of Skywalker? I'd hope so. I mean, it's a the VCX. And the book for yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that the the VCX one hundred is it's slowly becoming as, just as popular as a YT thirteen hundred in a way. Yes, because yes, so so Hera could definitely make her live action debut, or it could be Jason. Yes. Which, we, that, God, we, that's a spoiler, everybody. <laughs> but still. That's, that's a spoiler. <laughs> all right. But regardless, it could be someone she knows. I'll put it there. How's that sound? I didn't yes. say anything else after that. No, you didn't. Yeah, all right. There you go. But yeah, it could be someone we know uh, from, you know, from the show, for mm-hmm. all I know. Or uh, other sources, and like I think our friends brought up before, like the, this, I think Brandon in particular. Are we just going to dive into the rise, the rise of Skywalker now? I mean, I think we've said all that we can say about the book for right now. Yeah, go get it, gang. Let's talk about the trailer. Uh, besides the ghost hanging out in one of the coolest, most packed like things ever. Like, first of all, that shot looks like the, my toy box when I was a kid. Yeah. Like all the little, you know, diecast like Star Wars ships that I had. I just threw them into a bucket or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you open it up, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. We actually so this past weekend was <laughs> Emily's uh, baby shower, Woo. and um, but so one of the gifts that she was given is like it was this big organizer that they put the cupcakes on but it was a gift for sully as well oh yeah to put and it's supposed to be a toy organizer that's and cool. i was saying we're gonna have so many epic star wars fights <laughs> on this big like sloping uh it's gonna shelf. be like you, you could put like the like a little chair on the top put mm-hmm. the emperor up there and yeah. be like you gotta fight your way to the top that's it oh my god you're gonna love it um but yeah so uh what, what was the ship i was gonna bring up the corvus Right now, getting back to Battlefront Two, uh, we you know we we were talking before about you know what the story might entail from there, because obviously the story goes into you know Force Awakens Last Jedi territory, mm-hmm. um, but we just don't know what's going to happen after the fact. I think basically, if you want to expect anything, um, I mean, expect almost every version of a ship that showed up in Star Wars to show up. Yeah. Because we saved the Corvus from Battlefront 2. We have Ghost from Rebels. I swear to God, I saw uh, the Razor Crest in there. But that might have <laughs> just been an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously... Well, the, the Tanta V4. The Tanta V. Tanta yes. IV. Tanta V4. Whatever you say. Bale's ship. Yes. The space track. I mean, it certainly gets its own <laughs> yeah. time to shine. But I'm... Oh, is that really the same ship? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, you know, in Legend has it that <laughs> the ship was destroyed. Right. 
like during the events of a new hope it would make sense yeah i mean that was scrapped it after they were done and like no let's save this for episode nine gang the empire (laughs) said that it's like what does that mean yeah well i don't know but like the fact that it it is a uh you know a blockade runner corellian corvette or whatever yeah yeah that's that's the more uh precise yeah term and it has like the red striping on it and you know and it's well and i think you know, so the latest is since we saw a little bit more of Ray doing her training, mm-hmm. we're sort. I think people are starting to move away from her training on Endor to her training on Yavin Four. Oh, so you think they would have been back to the old temples there? Yes, the Masase <laughs> Temple. That legend has it that was a Masase temple. Masase temple. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going into Legends territory, wasn't there a Jedi temple on Yavin? Yes. Well, actually, no. It, and then it was a Sith temple. It was a Sith temple. Was it a Jedi, and then Sith, and then Jedi? And then Jedi. And then it was just where the fledgling Rebel, Rebel Alliance, Alliance went. Yeah. But I thought Luke founded the Jedi Order well, he, there. Yes. Well, see, the that's the last step of it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You got to get the step two. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, yeah. So it was originally a Jedi temple. Occup- then it was occupied by the Sith. Okay. Um, and then, well, and then it might not have been a Jedi temple again until after, like, in, until the EU took hold. Nah. But then, like, Luke is training all of his little Padawans on on Yavin 4, and they encounter the spirit of Marco Ragnos. Yes. There was, like, a, it was, like, a Sith... Um, soul or whatever yes. like a presence that was like locked away and then they were they all had to bind together to beat him back or whatever yeah. you know i believe that's called the jedi academy trilogy actually most likely and it features all of the young solo children <laughs> uh at least well, jason and jaina anyway yeah spoiler not to be confused with the jason that you talked about yeah i don't know and the jaina that we're going to talk about oh crap yeah <laughs> so she leads a charge buddy yes of space horses Space I think horses. I think there's an official name for it. It's like Arbox or Arbox, Arbark. I found like a shot by shot breakdown. Let me just kind of look. Go ahead to see if they name them. <clears throat> Drop a name on it at some point. Um, I will say while you're looking that up, I love all the dialogue you get. Yes, you hear like dialogue. all the voiceovers. Yes, really cool and super deep. Like, like I don't even want to get into it because I can't do it justice. Yeah, so essentially, it starts off with uh, Finn talking into Poe, and then into Ray, then to Kylo, and then I think it finishes out with Palpatine, mm-hmm. Luke, and Leia. then Leia. Yeah. Leia gets the final word. Yeah, which and is the trailer like released on Carrie Fisher's, Fisher's birthday, birthday, and it's like, good God, man, you know. Do I do I mean, as if I wasn't already crying from something else that we'll get on. I was just like, so this is what it's like when doves cry. That's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love The Simpsons. Anyways, that's a really offbeat topic. Pushing um, around. Here we go. Go ahead. Here we go. Uh, Orbach. Yes. Orbach. Oh, yes. Really close. O r b a k. Yes. So I mean, and like I think way back when we first started seeing like behind the scenes footage, that was like one of those things we saw was the horses that had like they had the hair and everything like that. Their faces were uncovered, but they they put like the the green green mm-hmm. screen on it. Yeah. I think the horses look kind of rad. I yeah. I I feel like uh, one of our friends, former guest of the show, Brian. <laughs> he's not about. That he's life. not about the horses. 
But I like the fact that it's like it's the most random thing. It's the most rebel freaking thing. Well, you it can is. Do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like I mean to me, I I don't want to compare it to like Ewoks. It's not that. No, but it's no, kind no. of like we're just going to use this primitive technology to beat you back. Because if you notice in that scene, like, I mean, take a look at this picture, and it's like they are on the like on the surface of what looks to be a star destroyer. Could it very well be the big Star Destroyer that uh, everyone thinks it might be? I'll get to that in a second. But it really does. Yeah, the, like they're running. They're just basically running along the flight deck, if anything else. Yeah. <laughs> but so we'll get into it. Um, the like I'm like super convinced that Batu is going to be really big in this in this movie mm. just because Galaxy's Edge has been done nothing but like be like, hey, this matters. Yeah. You know, and I feel like. But we all and like we haven't seen it yet. Yes. Well, I mean, we, that leads to what I'm getting at. Like with those with the ore box or whatever. Like, do you think like they're ni- like native to Naboo? Or actually, no. Never mind. Screw it. This goes into the other thing I was going to talk about. So the planet uh, that they're on, or at least the planet where like the remnants of the Death Star are. Mm-hmm. It's called Kifbir or Kifbar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also Jaina's home planet, and it's also supposed to be an ocean moon mm-hmm. of Endor. Yes. So as there was the forest moon of Endor, which we know from Return of the Jedi, all the parts landed on the ocean moon of Endor. Which is kind of a deep dive because, you know, you, th- you think about it, and, like, they do refer to it as the forest moon yes. or the sanctuary moon. Yes. Palpatine's the one that refers to it as the sanctuary, sanctuary moon. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's, he's big on wildlife conservation. He wasn't <laughs> totally evil. It's like they're messing with what Ewoks? No, or something. <laughs> you know that was our last first contact. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's like if that's the case, then you know, Obarks are going to be uh, uh, native to Kifbar, and maybe like the 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 they all come, like all the ships come, and, uh, and all the art barks mm-hmm. jump on top of it or whatever. I don't know. I know that there's going to be a butt ton of ships. I know that there's going to be a butt ton of evil ships. I know that we got a small, small glimpse of the act- of the Emperor, if that even was the if Emperor. If it was the Emperor. So this is the other thing, too. Can we talk about this? Yes. The chair that he's sitting in. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've already said as much, you know, in our friend group, and we'll bring it up here, Ralph McQuarrie. Yes. Um, he played a big part in, uh, you know, bringing up a lot of the original artwork for like the original star wars and they're leading on a lot of that for this very shot or for this very trailer for that mind you and one of the shots is of this like i don't even know like speared throne or something like that i couldn't call it spiky but like (laughs) you know uh, it's essentially it's straight out of one of his drawings like the original drawing of what the emperor would have been Mm -hmm. sitting on but it's not the same thing that we see there unless it becomes mechanic mechanicalized or whatever i don't know mechanical Uh, I mean, but if you look at the detail of the throne, mm-hmm. it looks like it, you know, it, it almost looks like it's like just some sort of ancient technology or something. Like it, it is be. cast from obsidian, but it does have something in it that does something. Well, that's what I would have to think. Like maybe it's something that like it's his life saving, you know, medicine or something like because when he's when you see him moving towards Ray, like, you know. It seems like he's just stiffly sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not I mean, like it's spider legs. Yeah, or if he's, he's clearly like, up high compared to her perspective. Exactly. So his chair could move that way for all we know. <laughs> the spider chair like uh, from uh, Phantom Menace. 
Oh. That's how you can tie it all together. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> he lo- he's a big fan of those freaking chairs. He loves yeah. those chairs. That's why he gave one to New Gunray. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it is what it is. Uh, kind of reminded me of Salacious Crumb just now. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think any- everything else that goes on. Oh well, should we just finish out with the 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 cry heard around the world? Well, I mean, I think... Well, there's a couple more things. Yeah, Please. I, I think there's a little bit more worth unpacking. I mean, first off, um, th- the establishing shot of the resistance, the resistance strikes back. Yes. I mean, not, like, not even the ships. I mean, Although, I think we should get into the ships a little bit more. Okay, still. I'm down for that. Um, but, I, uh, you know, but it, it, that's just a really cool shot. Like, the only thing that you can really clearly see is... Um, you know, like you can see Lando and like Chewie's kind of sitting behind him. There's uh C-3PO like in the crowd somewhere. Mm-hmm. The fun part I love was someone pointed out uh, Amon Calamari. Yes. And everyone's like, that's Akbar's son. And I was like, yeah, one of hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you read the book, man. Yeah. No, I, I, that's just me being like super nerdy. Yeah. But, like, but apparently he's Aftab is <sighs> what people have said. Aftab. I guess that I think the Age of Resistance comics delve into that oh maybe yes because i it's like we were talking about before like having the not being catching up whatever i know i've gotten the age of resistance ones but i have yet to get them so i'm excited to get those leading up to the movie releasing as well because i know there's gonna be a lot to deal with there Mm -hmm. but as you were um but yeah so i guess that that just kind of touches on that oh we also get a good shot of uh i mean just in between all these other ones we get one of rose we yes get to see her rose, character and we get to see dominic monaghan's character for the oh. first time yeah she's he's like leaning on uh lieutenant Connix. yes uh billy lord kind of seems like they might have something mm-hmm. there well put the family together you know <laughs> it seems like everyone's getting together yeah you know which is like okay it's probably the end of times yeah I, somebody in one of like the kind of like trailer breakdown videos that I watched to try to prepare myself said that he thought this was also like on the flight deck yeah. of the Star Destroyer. That's what I was thinking. It looks it looks to be that same light and everything. Mm-hmm. Like just the just yeah. the, the and the colors and like the kind of you know, detritus in the background all looks consistent. I can see I it. Can ag- I can agree with it that far, but I'm not sure that I f- am fully on board. No. Yeah. I mean only time will tell. <laughs> It's going to get there, though. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, in between everything else, we also get more great shots of uh, Ray and Kylo fighting on the remnants yes. of the Death Star. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. Like, that that battle, I don't even know when I want that battle to happen or how I want it to, like, yeah. end. But, well, good Lord. Yeah. I'd I am starting to get a little, like, if there's one thing I will say about this trailer, which, again, I feel like does, it shows nothing, I believe. Truly. Yeah. It shows everything without showing anything. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I kind of feel like that's going to be early. That's what I'm... Yeah. I think they're going to find their way onto this planet, and Kylo's going to follow them, and then they're going to be there, and then, you know, he's going to find something, and something's going to happen or something. Mm-hmm. You know. Star Wars! That's that's the end. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> everything else was just a misdirection. The Emperor's not in it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm sorry, and I actually kind of lost my place looking through these uh, screenshots. They're great screenshots. They are. Um, <laughs> well, and then we have the ice planet. Did, have you? Oh, go ahead. Well, so have you heard the postulation that the fleet of Star Destroyers, Imperial Star Destroyers, mm-hmm. 
might not be in the sky, but they might be under, under the, ice. the ice. Makes sense. And that's, I mean, we we at least literally see one of them coming up from Through the, the ice. ice. Yeah. So to that end, um, and dang it, I want to talk about these stupid books, but Aftermath kind of leads into this. Okay. I, I, I don't think it's a spoiler to really bring this up, but there's a point where they check how many ships are left in the Imperial mm-hmm. fleet. And there are... Many that are missing. There, about uh, 25% of the Imperial fleet is disappeared. It's not like it was destroyed or apprehended. It's just disappeared. It's right. not in the log. Yes. And so hearing that today, I was like, wait a minute. And I put that together with the image of like all of them, you know, supposedly either in the sky or under the under the ice. That looks cool. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe that's it. Like maybe they got called to the furthest reaches of the galaxy or whatever, and they were saved there. But the other side of it too, that ice planet, mm-hmm. it's so it's so disorienting to actually see that because it's like it's not round yes. and it's not square or anything like that. Like it's not a, a regular shape. It's like something that's just frozen. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like a, like like a, looking like an iceberg or something, right? Yeah. Well, I think that is just an ice island because mm-hmm. uh, if you actually look really closely, you can kind of see what looks like just a small settlement. Maybe. Um, My thought is, I saw this online. There was an outline someone did, and people are thinking, like down in the corner there. Yeah, no, yeah, but I mean that's just it. Like with the smaller bits underneath and everything, that threw me off. Yeah, but there's something online that someone pointed out that saying that the um, the emperor's flagship uh-huh. might be frozen in there. Yes, like he might be hiding it in there. Uh-huh. The not the finalizer, the um, not the imperialis either, the eclipse. Yes, his personal dreadnought was called the Eclipse, and uh-huh. I feel like that's what's and I could totally out there. yeah. I mean, I think to that end, like that throne room that we see, mm-hmm. like the shading on that kind of is reminiscent of this ice planet, and it's sort of reminiscent of this ship that we see breaking through the ice. Yeah, but we don't see the whole thing, so it's very possible that it's not just a you know class one star destroyer or whatever <laughs> the case may be. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so now, kind of going in order, we're back to the sh- like the rebel fleet. Nice, and it is like it is just insane. You see hammerheads, yes. uh, from um, Rogue One. Yeah, uh, like I said, there's like a spot of the Corvus, spot of the Ghost. What else is, we got? Is that the Razor Crest that you were seeing, like uh. way down in the bottom right corner of it? Yeah. Well, okay. bottom le- well, bottom left corner. Or bottom left corner, sorry. Yeah, that looks exactly like the Razor Crest from a distance. From a distance, I agree. Uh, you also see a Ewing in there as well. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Uh, and then besi- besides that, I think there's medical frigates. I think there's actual, like, the Rebel transports, which are always, like, the weirdest ships. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they just kind of look... They're like just a, like... They look like a potato bug. A potato... Yeah, yeah that's a perfect <laughs> analogy for it because, like, it's it's just, you know, a, a solid dome over top or whatever, and then, like, random cargo and debris underneath. Uh-huh. I was always like, how do you get in and out of there? Yeah. You know? But, I mean, it makes sense if you think about it, like, oh, they just strap it's, it all or whatever, yeah. you know? and it's probably, like, heavily armored, like, on the top, like on the which top. is why it looks that way. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I, I have a strong suspicion, and, like, this is, like, almost one of the shocking, most shocking elements from this this trailer and the notion of this film is that it seems like JJ Abrams might play nice and like actually include some of the other 
you know, Star Wars properties in this. I mean, oh. with the ghost and the Corvus, etc. So I'm wondering if we're going to see the Colossus from Resistance as well. Oh! And I kind of feel like the way that some of these ships are positioned, it oh, this is one where I kind of feel like they deleted a really big something in the middle. In of the middle. Picture. So describe Colossus for anyone who hasn't seen it. So the Colossus is, it starts out as just this like, oceanic refueling station on an otherwise uninhabited planet. It's kind of like a flotilla. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And it's just floating around, but once upon a time, it was a spaceship. Like an inter... And it could travel in hyperspace, and it's just this kind of very long, elongated, almost dagger-like shaped... Would you say it's kind of like the... Would you describe it as like the yacht from Solo? It does have some similarities to that, but it's like much bigger. Okay. Because it's basically like its own city. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's very long, and like you'd be like, I don't know how you could possibly land this anywhere. Anywhere, yeah, unless it was like in the water. Mm. Um, but I just have this kind of vibe that there's something in the middle of this shot that they edited out. Um, so I'm hopeful anyway. Well, yeah. But again, getting back to, you know, Disney borrowing off of themselves, basically. And like, you know, Kevin Feige being a part of it now, he's probably like, why is that there? You should delete that. Like, you've got to watch a preview of it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Yes. And then we have that little, like, pond skiff kind of thing. Yeah, that's, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I feel like this to you is the same as the... Um, Cloud car? Well, not the cloud car, which you guys will hear that. Yeah, soon I can't enough. wait for that topic. <laughs> Anyways, but I think it is—it's like the speeders in Last Jedi to you. Oh, like the skiff. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't doesn't do why? it for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's a whole other thing. We can get on that. But yeah, I mean, it almost looks like it could be like a Z ninety five headhunter or something that's like, like a really modded one. It back. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know because the Z ninety fives were. De- originally depicted to look like X-Wings. Yeah. Like yeah, X-Wings this, that just didn't fold out. Well, this, what does that look like? <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> it kind of looks like a Z95. <sighs> we'll see. Yeah. It's, it it's, probably it's, won't, it's, but that would be like a really deep throwback. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's just junked parts, you know, just put together. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, it could be the cockpit from a Z95, but totally different wings and it's not fit for atmosphere. Or Can we talk about the fact that Ray's not phased whatsoever by a freaking ocean? Yeah. Like, first of all, I mean, people brought this up. It's like she lived on a desert planet for God knows how long. She's only ever had like, you know, a, a, a canteen full of water if she's lucky. Yeah. You know, and then she goes to Taco Donna. She sees a lake. Oh my God. You know, and, but then she goes to, uh, uh, Acto or whatever. Uh, Acto. I have, Luke's planet in The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and she dives into the pool like it's nothing. She's like an Olympic-sized swimmer. Like, yeah. how, why? How? Well, you know, Connor, that's because she's a Mary Sue, <laughs> and she can do everything perfectly. I should have saved that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was just curious. I would just be thinking to myself, like, you think she's just in this going like, wow, I've never seen so much blue in my life, yeah. you know, whatever. Well, exactly. I mean, that's what she says in uh, Force Awakens. She it's says, I've never, never seen green. So green in her Now life. it's blue. Yeah. You know? It's like, wait, there's more than one? Or something. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's but, Finn. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, there is, I mean, the one scene where it appears that Finn has arrived at the Death Star remnants as well. He's like shouting, Ray! He's, he's very clearly shouting Ray, He's got his. you don't it, hear him. Yeah, it's his um, catchphrase at this point. 
Yeah. <laughs> that and woo! <laughs> yeah, you hear him like uh, give a whoop and a holler. Yes. A whoop and a holler, whatever. But uh, so, okay, so going in order, <laughs> we've now arrived at 3PO. <sighs> Moment of silence. Okay, it's over. But still. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, the, it's the line that made the world go silent and just start crying into their significant other's shoulders because they just didn't understand. It's like, and even Eva at this point, like, I told her, I was like, look, this this thing's coming out during Monday Night Football. I'm just paying attention. I kept, like, refreshing, refreshing, uh-huh. refreshing. And it finally came out. I was like, put your freaking phone down. <laughs> like, like, we're watching this. Yeah. And, like, we got to that point, and she, she heard that, and she just went, oh. It was like a little whimper. And yeah. that was the same way. I was, like, well, holding on to her. Yeah. They, Ugh. um... Well, I mean, even, I mean, even Emily, I mean, I know like, at least like with you and Eva and your dynamic is like, you know, Eva, I think she likes the movie. She's maybe not in love with the movies. She not doesn't like me. see it through our eyes, but yeah, uh, you know, but I've, you know, made no bones that like Emily's really not that big of a Star Wars fan, yeah. but even like, so I was just rewatching it yesterday, uh, like actually during halftime of Monday Night Football. <laughs> Uh, after having watched the Mandalorian trailer, and I was like, I want to watch these back to back. Yeah, pumped. Um, but so, I like I'm watching it, and she's like, Yeah, I don't know what that is, but that's gonna be rough. It's gonna be so freaking rough. <laughs> like, it's, even if you went like full Rambo rage, yeah. right? Like, because I think that's what everyone's predicting right, right now. I just I can't handle it. Yeah, I can't handle Anthony Daniels losing the prissiness. And again, if you guys are excited for us to talk about empire i talk about c3po a lot yes you do <laughs> <laughs> and i'm mean, just excited to like he's he's finally getting himself out there yeah you know so yeah but but so just and two other things like i mean we you know we don't really have to spend time on that scene because it's just gonna it's emotionally gutting yeah but uh within that scene we see that zori is there yeah she's with the crew with the crew so don't know exactly what that means everyone else is wearing coats but her yes it's weird so she must be tough (laughs) and and if you look very closely in the background speaking of battle droids oh yeah there's like a b1 it's a b1 like an original almost yeah which is exciting Yes. And again, going through the freaking aftermath books, Mr. Bones. That's it. That's it. I'm getting myself all pumped up for nothing. Hi, Callie. All right. So we already talked about the horses. Talked about the ships. We talked about the Star Destroyers breaking through. Yes. Talked about Palpatine's throne. We talked about Palpatine himself. I think there's one thing left. What would that be? It's the scene of Kylo and Rey working together. Oh, to destroy the remnants of Vader's helmet. Is that what that is? It is absolutely Vader's helmet. I am so confused. Alright, I mean, but why like why is there like a whole statue of him? That's the thing that I don't get. I don't understand that either. I don't know where that is. I don't know it, why that is. That room looks way like way more it looks very imperial. Yes. It doesn't look first order. It looks It almost imperial. looks Alderaanian. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that before, too, like mm-hmm. the, the, the clean future look. Right. Um, but also in that image, I don't know if you've noticed this, and a lot of people have brought it up, Ray is not only holding a lightsaber. She's also holding a dagger. 
Yes, and this dagger, if it's the one that a lot of people are thinking it is, is going to have some big ramifications. That's right. I need to read more into it because I, I actually really like that arc. Uh-huh. And what we're talking about is there's a certain arc in Clone, in Clone Wars. Wars yes. Look, it's connecting, gang. It's, it's all... <laughs> it all I mean, makes there sense. There are little sinews of everything. I'm just over here going, Carol! No, sorry. <laughs> it, it really is. We're having a Charlie Day moment right here, right now. And like, it really is just, oh my god. So the dagger, I don't even know how how best to describe it, but essentially the the episode arc in the Clone Wars dealt with the personification of the Force, as well as the good side and the dark, like the, mm-hmm. the light side and the dark side. Yes. Light side was the sister, the mm-hmm. dark side was the brother, Yes. and the Force was the father. Right. And basically like uh, Anakin... Obi-Wan and Ahsoka all came in contact with him. I think it was this was the Citadel like arc or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's I it's it's so hard to even try and explain how it works out, but I think it's the brother he has a dagger, mm-hmm. right? And yes. like, you can pick, help me pick this up because I, I, it's been forever. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched it too. <laughs> but, uh, no, I believe that is entirely correct, and I believe he, you know, the the brother even. I guess I'm going to spoil something from like eight years ago, but <gasps> the brother uses the dagger to kill the sister. That's right. Unintentionally, mind you. Yes. Uh, that much I do know. Uh, but so to that end, with this room being mysterious and like white and clean and all this kind of stuff and then breaking some random obsidian statue, could this be like... Uh, one of Palpatine's trophy rooms could be because I mean we already know from history that like he's collected a lot of you know lore like mm-hmm. you know he's a big a nerd as we are yeah. at this point yes but like you know he has like all the different masks and everything and like all the different Sith artifacts mm-hmm. who's to say that's not an artifact that he some somehow he was able to collect right I don't know yeah I mean I guess the question goes from okay well how did Kylo have it to <laughs> him not having it yeah. But maybe it needed, but maybe the importance isn't so much the mask itself. I mean, maybe the mask is key to it all, Mm. but maybe it's actually that obsidian block or the dagger or something else that we're not seeing in that scene that actually holds importance to what the story is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is, it's interesting. The one thing that I can't (laughs) reconcile is that Kylo is wearing his mask the full thing scene. yeah, yeah. Like, the, like he's wearing his helmet fully re- restored reconstructed etc and it kind of feels like if he's truly working in a collaborative way with ray, ray like wouldn't he take it off yeah wouldn't that be the light side or yeah. whatever uh, i don't even know it's <laughs> that's i think that's gonna be one of the biggest speculations until the actual movie drops itself but mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot to go on, man. I agree. I mean, I'm just, I can't wait. It feels so far away, but it's not far away. And <sighs> It'll be here before you know it. It will be here before we know it. I know. And so will the movie, too. I'm assuming you're talking about your baby. <laughs> well, also that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a good way to end out. Yes. All right. Look, I had a great time, and I want to thank everybody for sticking it out with us. Um, 
again, we you know we laid out our whole schedule for the rest of the year. We're hoping that you know we can do some exciting stuff for you. If uh, anything changes, if it, you know, did you guys like what we talked about? Did we talk about everything you wanted to hear? Is there something that we didn't say that you want us to talk about? Please. Uh, you know, check us out on Facebook, leave us a comment, write a review, uh, you know, recommend us to friends. And, uh, you know, if you can't find us on Facebook, check us out on reggieshousepodcast.com. That's right. And while you're there, please don't forget to check out games in that podcast. Like I yeah. said, they've been doing great. Yeah. Most likely we'll be doing a uh, Fall in Order one before too long. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, while you're there, like I said, check us out, check them out, leave a rate and review. Uh, go to Apple iTunes, do the exact same thing, rate, review, subscribe, send it out to friends, family, loved ones, ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, that guy down the street that's kind of creepy, you know, everybody. Anybody who, you know, <laughs> has ears. Basically, because, uh, I mean, every time I hear this stuff, I have a great time. Do you have a good time? It's a boring conversation anyway. I bet it was. <laughs>